0: Hey, welcome to God, the Bible, and Spiritual Things Explained, where you get insight surrounding God, the Bible, and spiritual things that you may or may not have heard before. I'm your host, God's Child. In today's episode, we're looking at the question, do people who don't trust anyone have a problem? Is that true? And according to who? The Bible, which is said to be the inspired word of God, actually speaks on this with simplicity. If you believe in God and the Bible, let me show you in just one scripture if it's a problem or not. So let us go to Psalm 118, verse 8, and it reads, It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in humans. So this one verse answers that question. Do people who don't trust anyone have a problem? It clearly tells us here, it is better for you to take refuge in the Lord, which means to trust in him, than to trust humans. So if we were to answer that question based on this scripture, then no, people who don't trust in anyone don't have a problem. Now verse nine takes this even further and it says it is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. Now the fact that it says princes denotes a position of authority. So it's letting us know that while verse eight tells us it's better to trust in the Lord than humans, because many of us may see humans as just being like me and you, just regular old people. However, verse nine lets us know that whether they're princes or not, And Prince, again, will refer to a position of authority, such as president, prime minister, uh, doctor, teacher, or lawyer, basically is saying, no, 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 don't separate the people. We're all humans. Just because they have a position of authority or a title doesn't mean that they are going to be particularly truthful. do the right thing all the time so it's still saying yeah don't separate them don't put one person on a pedestal just because of their position or title they're still human they are subject to the same things that you and i are subject to even though we may attach certain um, expectations to titles and positions of authority it's saying no it's still better to take your refuge, put your trust in the Lord, than to put your trust in princes who are just like you and I. Now, there are other scriptures that can support this response that it's not a problem to not trust anyone. And let's go to Psalm 146, verses 3 through 5. And starting with verse 3, it says, Do not put your trust in princes, in human beings who cannot save. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground. On that very day, their plans come to nothing. Blessed are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God. Now here, it even points out and lets us know, princes, no matter what title they are, president, prime minister, doctor, teacher, lawyer, hey, even pastor or priest. They're basically human beings. They cannot save you or I. They're in the same boat as you and I. And it says, don't put your trust in them based on their title. They are human, just like me and you. When they die, everything that they had planned or promised All those things end with them, unless someone else takes it up. But when they die, there's nothing more that they can do about it. Now, it turns us away from putting our trust in people who can't save. But at the same token, these scriptures also tell us who we can trust. And listen as it says, blessed are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord, their God is saying that God is the one that you should trust. And those who do so are blessed. Now let's go to Jeremiah chapter 17, verse five. And here it says, this is what the Lord says. This is what the Lord himself says. Curse is the one who trusts in man. Who draws strength from mere flesh and whose heart turns away from the Lord. Now, here is telling you who is cursed and who is cursed. The one who puts their trust in man, who draws their strength from man, who is mere flesh like you and I. They're gonna die just like me and you, and all their hopes and plans, whatever they said they were gonna do. It ends with them in terms of like what they can do. And basically, it's saying when it says, Whose heart turns away from the Lord, when you put your trust in man, and God says, Don't do that, put your trust in me, we're basically saying, Well, Lord, I know better. I'm going to put my trust in this man, whoever it may be. So, God says, Once you do that, you're cursed. This is in direct opposition to what it says in Psalm 146 verses 3 through 5 where it says blessed are those whose help is the God of Jacob so it's saying those who trust in God whose hope is in the Lord in Psalm 146 verses 3 through 5 is saying that they are blessed and here in Jeremiah 17 is saying if you're going against God and what he said he said don't put your trust in man then you're setting yourself up to be cursed if you do this. So there you have it in these scriptures that I presented to you it answers that question. Do people who don't trust anyone have a problem? Clearly according to these scriptures no it's not a problem. Although the world tells us that people who don't trust others have trust issues and are problematic If these scriptures from the Bible are true, then it's actually a problem when we put our trust in people. Think about how many times people say they can't believe someone did something wrong or how they were hurt by something someone did or didn't do. Well, that's a function of trusting that people won't do those things, which, based on the word of God, is in itself a fallacy, a problematic way of thinking. However, according to man, who we trust knows better than God, the fallacy and problematic way of thinking is what God's word says. So what do most of us do? We put more trust in man against what God says, holding people to a standard of always being truthful and right. Then, when people aren't, we're surprised, shocked, hurt. Could it be that God's word presents the truth so we're not surprised, shocked, or hurt? It's not that God wants us to accept the wrong behavior of others, but for us to not be oblivious to the reality that people are capable of doing something we wouldn't think they would. And even a person who doesn't may have never thought they would. Now, isn't that something to think about? A good example was with Jesus and the disciples who were closer to Jesus than anybody on earth. They saw him when he was asleep before he even got up to present himself to the world. Remember, one minute, Peter was declaring the truth of who Jesus was. And Jesus gave him his props for that. But not too soon after that, he was basically calling Jesus a liar and saying he would protect Jesus even if it meant losing his own life when Jesus was telling them that he was going to die soon. Well, Jesus had to let him know that not only was he going to die, but that Peter, with all his ten-toes-down bravado, was going to deny, not once, but three times that he ever knew Jesus. Never seen or heard of the man in his life. So Jesus, who knew that Peter would do this, wasn't shocked, surprised, or hurt by it because of the truth clearly stated in the word of God. Don't trust in man. Then there was Judas, that other one talking about sleeping with the enemy, who betrayed Jesus, handing him over with a kiss to the ones who intended to have him killed. Yet Jesus knew that he was going to do that too and still wasn't shocked, surprised, or hurt by it. Now let's examine this. The commonality between both men's actions was Satan, the father of lies. For when Peter said what he said, Jesus didn't say Peter, But Satan get behind me. And when Jesus was at the table telling the disciples one of them was going to betray him, it said Satan entered into Judas and he got up and left to go rat Jesus out to his enemies. So perhaps Satan is really behind the thinking that if you don't trust anyone, it's a problem. After all, He's the father of lies and has always twisted truth, which is God, for his benefit to lead us and even the initial angels who sided with him away from God. Why? Because if you believe his lie, you continue putting your trust in people, holding them to this high standard of always being truthful and right while constantly being let down, shocked, surprised or hurt because no one meets that standard. No one. Which, if you think about it, is weird. Because this thinking actually, ultimately leads to a feeling of distrust of people. Which, oddly, actually leads back to what God says, which is not to put trust in man. But wait. Remember, Satan is always out to twist and pervert truth. Anything coming from God, basically. So, when we start off by holding as truth that we are to put our trust in others, holding them at a high standard of always doing that which is true and right, the end result will be distrust in others. However, despite this seeming to have led to what God said, this result based on Satan's way of thinking for us to trust in man from the get-go is actually a perversion of what God said because it's rooted in fear, based on others violating the fallible idea that was believed, which is now seen as problematic despite what others have experienced. On the other hand, when starting with the truth of God, which says not to put your trust in man, you operate from a place of foreknowledge that others have the propensity to do something wrong that could shock, surprise, or hurt us. But in the knowing of this, we're not actually surprised, shocked, or hurt when others do do something wrong, which doesn't lead to fear as the problematic thinking which Satan wants us to have would. Confusing? Not really. It's simple. Man's way of thinking, which is put your trust in people until otherwise proven untrustworthy, leads to fear as a function of that way of thinking when people show themselves to be untrustworthy. God's way of thinking, which is, don't put your trust in people because of the foreknowledge that they are imperfect and therefore will not always be truthful and right doesn't lead to fear because fear is based on not knowing something. So while it seems like Satan's way of thinking, which he wants man to go by is good, it perverts God's way of thinking, which God intends us to have as Satan's way leads to fear. And the Bible tells us perfect love casts out fear. And God is that perfect love. So, if that way of thinking leads to fear, then it can't come from God. Now think about this. Satan's whole existence after his fall is rooted in fear. So, in effect, that's why he pervert God's truth to have people thinking his way instead. Why? Because fear is how he rules over people and has us doing all kinds of untruthful and unrighteous things. Doesn't that fit what Peter and Judas did to Jesus? But did Jesus start thinking fearfully after each did what they did? Judas betraying him and Peter denying him? No, because he had God's thinking, which is not putting trust in them, knowing they would not always do what is truthful or right, which they didn't. As a result, Jesus was not shocked, surprised or hurt, but walking in truth not fear, in the midst of and after each situation. So whose way of thinking would you trust? God or man's? Which is really from Satan's perverse twisting of God's way of thinking. So you have it. The answer to the question, do people who don't trust anyone have a problem? According to God's word, no. It's the opposite. People who put their trust in other people is a problem. But don't just take my word for it. I encourage you to do your own study, pray, and read the Bible so you can know that you know, that you know, that you know. If you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior in order to receive eternal salvation but would like to, according to Romans chapter 10 verse 9, All you have to do is confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. Want a little help with that? Repeat this simple prayer after me. Lord God, forgive me for my sins. I believe Jesus died for my sins and rose again so that I may have eternal life in you. So I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Amen. It's as simple as that. Now you're part of the family of God. Wherever you are, find a local church or a group of believers that can help and support you on your new journey in your new life in Christ Jesus. Many blessings to you as you walk in who God created you to be, doing what he blessed and equipped you to do. You are God's child. Want to bless or show support for God the Bible and spiritual things explain. Well, you're welcome to send a financial gift to Cash App using cash tag G-T-B-S-T-E. You're also invited to pick up a little inspired merch from our store at Zazzle.com slash store slash G-T-B-S-T-E. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast with other listeners. Thank you in advance. And God bless you as He blesses those who bless His children. Catch you another time, another day, another episode for God the Bible and Spiritual Things Explained.